Welcome to the Esports Report. I'm your host, Ashley Hodge, and I'm going to bring you all things esports. So plug in, sit down, grab yourself something tasty to drink, or just sit back and relax in your car, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Season 2 of the Esports Report. I'm your lovely host, Ashley Hodge. Sorry for dropping off the face of the earth for a year. I found out the hard way that maintaining a podcast and working full-time as an educator is simply not easy. However, I'm going to do better for you this season, my loyal listener and subscriber. So my plan is to do at least one episode per month with a total of 12 episodes per year with each year being a new season of the podcast. So if you're just tuning in, who am I and why should you care about what I have to say? Well, I've been in the high school esports ecosystem since 2017. I grew the largest program in Georgia, boasting 10 League of Legends teams and five Rocket League teams at Colquitt County High School with Packer Esports. Since then, I have joined the Riot Scholastic Association of America, serving as a high school voice in the professional and collegiate esports ecosystems. I have currently rebuilt a smaller program at Dodge County High School with the DCHS Trailblazer Esports. Additionally, I serve as a member of GHSA's Esports Advisory Board, where I help make positive changes to improve the health of Georgia's high school esports ecosystem. Finally, I do go to a variety of academic conferences and conventions to present on the esports topics. Therefore, I consider myself an expert in the field. So, boom. That, that is why you should care about who I am and what I have to say. So, this episode marks the beginning of the 2024 spring high school esports season. So in today's episode, we're going to be discussing major changes that have occurred over the past couple of seasons, aka the year that I went on break, and how these changes are going to actually affect our league. So I focus specifically with Play Versus because this is the esports provider that is specifically partnered with the Georgia High School Association and is the main or really the majority provider of esports in Georgia. So I will be covering the esports changes with Play Versus and GHSA. So Play Versus and GHSA hit the latest esports season very strong with like these huge significant changes that really have transformed the high school esports ecosystem these past couple of years. So the first major change that I'm going to go over is the multiple games uh, that are offered by Play Versus are not all considered state championship titles. So Play Versus offers the following game titles. Super Smash Ultimate, Splatoon 3, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Madden 24, NBA 2K24, League of Legends, Rocket League, Hearthstone, 
and Overwatch. Now, Overwatch is only available in certain states and leagues. It is not available everywhere, but I, I still include it because they still do offer it. And so what you have is this issue that students, they have too many titles spread out over too many days of the week. And you might have students who are are in band or art club or different activities. And you want to be able to work with those students and accommodate them with their schedule so they can participate not only in esports, but also in other sports. Because Playverses offered so many titles, you know, students had trouble deciding what to play. And scheduling practice for these esports became overwhelming to students who may have wanted to play multiple games. It was decided by the esports advisory board that only certain games would be offered as state championship titles. So, unlike other sports, esports is year round with two seasons. So, we have a fall season and a spring season. Therefore, the nine games offered have been divided into two seasons to reduce the number of games that coaches have to coach and plan. Because if you are an esports coach and you have had the pleasure of running multiple games on a single day, you may agree that it gets quite hectic. So you may be asking yourself, what does this specific change have to do with the high school esports ecosystem. How is it going to help or is it going to hurt? So a reduction in games and availability for the state championship is actually very helpful. Um, it allows coaches more room to specialize and for coaches to specify state championship sports. So for example, if you know that Rocket League is going to be in the fall and Splatoon is going to be in the spring, then in the fall, as a coach, you can focus on Rocket League. And then in the spring, you can focus on Splatoon. So it just gives coaches a break. And it also gives students a break as well. So they don't feel like they're all over the place with the schedule, with playing too many games. Because they do want to play many games. And you do want to give them the opportunity to play as many games as possible. But, you know, a reduction in workload for smaller programs, especially like the one that I'm currently at. I'm the only coach currently at my program. I do have one assistant coach who comes in in the spring to help with Madden. But during the fall, I'm pretty much by myself. And so that can be overwhelming to, to new coaches. So, yes, a reduction in titles. Fantastic. Helps the students, help the coaches. And it also, you know, just it's good for uh, just the, the administrative side of things. Now, unfortunately, you know, this could lead to a decreased interest in those games that are not state championship sanctioned games. And, you know, this may mean a reduction in scouting opportunities for esports players who are looking to play those specific games that just might not be state sanctioned games for that season. The second major change that we've seen come about in the past couple of years is actual divisions in esports. Um, other coaches and myself, including those who serve on the GHSA's uh, esports advisory board, where we work with representatives from Play Versus to, to make these changes, um, we have really been pushing for esports programs to be divided into divisions, just like 
all the other sports. And that was the argument that was created for GHSA. So, you know, softball, football, basketball, they all have divisions. Esport is considered a sport in Georgia via GHSA's own website, and therefore we need divisions as well. So, you know, prior to the creation of divisions, you had 1A schools going against 6A schools, and now state championship titles are broken into two divisions. There is the 1A to 4A division and the 5 to 7A division. Now, I do know that GHSA recently has made a statement that they are going to redo the divisions again. So we will see where all the schools end up after GHSA is finished with their division rework. So what does this change mean for high school esports? What does this really mean, these different divisions? Um, well, it means that large schools are no longer going to be able to compete against small schools, uh, which is an improvement. Um, many of these large esports programs that we're seeing, they do reside in or near the Atlanta area. And some of them just have better resources than smaller programs. And, you know, some smaller programs are just at a disadvantage. That is, you know, that's just a fact. It's fact of life. It's unfair, but life is unfair. Uh, sometimes you just build a bridge and get over it. However, with esports, you know, we want things to be as equitable and inclusive as possible. We want everybody to have a chance. So what did we decide to do? We decided that the division will allow schools to face against other schools of their same size and demographic. And what this does is this actually improves the overall competition among the schools. You know, for example, Lambert High School dominates uh, Rocket League and other sports every year, and smaller programs just did not stand a chance. Uh, now, you know, that's not to say that somebody from a smaller program can't come along and uh, dominate Lambert, but chances are just a little low there. So, you know, with the divisions, you now have the reduction of just smaller schools or, or new programs getting curb stomped by a, a bigger or larger program. So I think that this is overall really good. A lot of esports coaches, including myself, have been pushing for this change. Um, we really think it helps even the playing field between the different schools and their sizes and, and funding. Third major change that has occurred over the past couple of years is the addition of something called the match assistant. Now, I've been involved with Play Versus, GHSA, and the high school esports system since 2017, and I can say that everybody has come a very long way on integrating esports into high schools seamlessly. So this year we've had the introduction of the match assistant. Uh, so what the match assistant does is it mainstreams the process of setting up esports matches, which if you are a current esports coach and you have a Super Smash team or Rocket League team or Mario Kart team, really just any kind of team that requires a multi-selection process, like what characters are you playing or what map are you playing on, it, it mainstreams all of that. So, for example, uh, with Super Smash Ultimate, 
players ban specific maps from gameplay. So prior to the match assistant, what you would have to do is you would have to call or text or chat with the coach and one, cross your fingers and pray to God that they answered you and go back and forth until everybody settled on a map and you decided to play on that. So this was very time consuming. It was very frustrating and sometimes the other coaches just would not respond at all. Didn't matter if you text them or emailed them or discorded chat them. Uh, they would not respond. So it was very frustrating. So with the match assistant, the coaches now click through a series of prompts. Uh, such as, you know, picking which student is playing, what character they are playing, and what map they are playing on. So the addition of the match assistant to me has been a game changer. Uh, so what does this mean for the ecosystem? What it means is new programs. You really don't know how easy you have it now with the match assistant. It really helps you mainstream your game setup. And it makes it more easier to run multiple games. So I could have my Google Chrome uh, tab open and on one tab, I could be running the Rocket League match assistant. And on the second tab, I, uh, a different tab, I could be running the Super Smash match assistant. In addition, students themselves can run the match assistant. You can pick a team captain and they can just run the match assistant themselves because it is just simply following different props and, and clicking through it. So it's been... Very beneficial, you know, for coaches like myself who are running multiple games. It also reduces the amount of communication confusion for a lot of match setups. Um, however, there was an issue where the match assistant would freeze and you would have to restart. And if you had to restart the match assistant, it would require both coaches to agree on that restart. And another problem that I did run into this past season were coaches just not knowing how to work the match assistant. Um, and I don't know how exactly this happened. It was very problematic because Georgia coaches specifically are supposed to go through JHSA's esports coaching clinic for the 2023 fall season. You go through it in the fall and the spring and in the coaching clinic, there were several videos explaining how the match assistant worked, as well as other important information necessary to be a successful esports coach, such as game rules, game expectations, game setup, troubleshooting, IT, all that stuff. And so overall, the match assistant is very helpful. Um, I think it's beneficial for the esports system as a whole. To me, it makes everything much easier. And as long as the other coach is tech savvy and can click through prompts with the match assistant, you will see a major improvement in time reduction for setting up these matches, which is very beneficial when you're trying to get students logged in and get games started. The fourth major change that has come about in the past couple of years is now the GHSA coaching clinic for esports is now required or programs will start receiving fines. So this is uh, another major change. Um, so for traditional sports, coaches are required by GHSA to go through training for each season to prepare to coach. 
Recently, the GHSA Esports Advisory Committee came together and created videos, questions, quizzes, resources available in the current coaches clinic. And I will provide a link in the description if I can. If I can't, uh, the link will be provided in the YouTube version of this episode that can be found on the YouTube channel titled The Esports Report. So now um, what this means, all schools that are participating in GHSA Esports must complete the rules clinic prior to the beginning of each esports season. The coaching clinic contains videos covering important information such as rules, game format, and most importantly, how to operate the match assistant. School coaches who fail to complete the coach clinic can start to expect to receive fines from GHSA. Now, it has not been announced how much these fines will be, but all coaches are expected to complete these coaching clinics on the GHSA website. And I will say that I got an email the day before it was due by Tanya Anderson, and I managed to do my coaching clinic all all in one day. It was not easy, but I did it. Now, I would recommend you not waiting uh, like I did or forget like I did, but it can be done. And it actually was very helpful, and it does log your name, and I'm sure it does send it to a database that's easily looked up (laughs) based off of some of the emails I got to confirm that I had done my coaching clinic. So just be aware, you know, if you have no idea what I'm talking about or you did not do your coaching clinic, make sure before this season starts, the January 2024 season, that you go to the GHSA website, you go to the coaching clinics, and you find the one for esports. You will need to make an account. I just use my school information to log in. You will complete videos and quizzes. And at the end, it will give you a certificate. I did save my certificate to my computer desktop just in case I ever had to produce it. So just be aware of this change. Okay. So this requirement, I think, as many coaches who may not like it, It's going to improve the ecosystem because it will help coaches, especially new programs, be aware of, you know, the policies, the rules, and the expectations of being a coach. So GHSA, Playverses, and I, we all understand that not all esports coaches actually play the games that students play or even use technology that much. However, you know, there are certain expectations to make sure that your program runs smooth when going against other programs. It's just a a general level of respect, I think, for all coaches to know uh, what what to do. Or if they don't know what to do, to figure it out with each other in the coaches chat, which is a nice feature that has improved over the years as well. So really quick, I'll talk about the coaches chat. Uh, So the coaches chat's been around for a, a while. Basically, it just it's a little chat box that's on the Play Versus website that allows you to chat with the other coaches. The new feature about that is there's one chat box that's only for coaches, so you and the other adult coach can talk in that one. And then there is a main chat box where like different students who are in the match can talk to each other. The fifth and perhaps most shocking change that 
is occurring in the January 2024 esports season is that there will no longer be player fees to participate in the season. And this is considered shocking to myself and many others, um, considering since Play Versus has been around in 2017, they have charged a player fee. Um, so in the first couple of years, the player fee uh, mostly was 60 per player. Uh, they did have different packages that you could pick that would, you know, reduce um, that $60 per player based off how many passes you bought. And then somewhere around 2021, the price increased to $84 per player. And it's actually ended up angering a lot of schools. The price increase harmed a lot of the smaller schools. And a lot of these smaller schools ended up dropping in participation simply because they could not afford the player fee. So in addition, you know, many coaches, I think, spoke out about that. They were outraged. And, you know, this decision for this price increase was made under uh, the original CEO and founder of Play, Play Versus, Delane Parnell, um, who recently stated in a Black Enterprise article that he is going to step back from Play Versus, from esports, and focus on other projects. Um, so I will also provide a link to that and also the article, uh, the Black Enterprise article. Um, now, while Parnell is stepping down from being the Play Versus CEO, he is currently on the Board of Education. I mean, not the Board, not the board of Education, the Board of Directors at the time that the Black Enterprise article was published. Um, soon after this announcement, Play Versus did send out this letter from the new CEO as a link letting all schools know that it would no longer charge students to play. And everybody was delighted by it. Um, so I'm going to summarize um, what this letter basically says. But yes, the the major change of not being charged a player fee is very beneficial to myself now that I run a smaller program. Now, when I ran a bigger program, I did not struggle nearly as much with funds just because the there were different things at the at the school. There was the splash tax which helped certain programs. There there were CTA e programs that that help there are just a lot of different things at the larger program that could help an esports program than a smaller program so i you know clap a little golf clap here clap 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 little clap that play versus has made this announcement it is very exciting i think this is great i think it's going to open a lot of doors for a lot of schools you know a lot of students who might not have wanted to play esports before may may play it now because it is free which again i think is fantastic it's definitely going to make play versus more competitive i think with its two other competitors the high school esports league and uh gcf the georgia scholastic esports association of america i think i always 
I always get their name wrong, but they are partnered with NACEPT. So the High School Esports League is not free. Uh, GCEF is free, but their games that they offer is very, very limited. Uh, the High School Esports League offers first-person shooters, which obviously not a lot of schools are going to go for. So that's why a lot of schools are not partnered with them. And that leaves Play Versus, who is partnered with that GHSA, um, who did, you know, used to charge a player fee, but is now free. So overall, I think free is going to be fantastic for the ecosystem as a whole. So basically... The new CEO of Play Versus, John Chapman, um, credits his move to, uh, you know, a paid service to free based off of several different factors. Um, so one was meeting the passionate esports participants, coaches, and supporters. And second, his support of education and participation in sports drove his decision. So in his letter, and he states, and I'm going to quote him, I quote, I grew up in rural Massachusetts as a son of a public servant who committed their careers, lives to education and social work. At an early age, I learned the critical importance of our education system and the passionate teachers, administrators, and coaches. I also experienced the pride of representing my school from elementary school through college on the basketball court and across various other team sports. So he then talked about his past experience with EverFi and how the company was able to impact so many at no cost to them. So Chapman seems to want to replicate this ideology for the esports ecosystem. And honestly, I am all for that. <laughs> you know, it's really going to open a lot of doors for students who have been locked out of the system. So Chapman then announces, and uh, I quote in his letter that he sent out, this brings me to today's exciting community news. Beginning with the spring 2024 season, Play Versus will remove competition fees for all states and regional leagues, enabling schools and students to take part in the highest tier of scholastic competition across the most popular game titles. So again, guys, I cannot stress how fantastic this is. You know, it's it's fantastic. It's really, it's really good. And uh, again, I'll provide the link so you can go look at this announcement uh, for yourself. So in addition to esports being free, it is also announced that Play Versus will host its first ever live event in Austin, Texas. Um, this is the first of many planned Play Versus live events, according to Chapman along with a teaser of seeing some new game titles from Play Versus in the near future. So I don't really feel like I should need to explain why this is such a shakeup in the high school esports system, uh, but I'm going to anyway. So the cost of participation in GHSA esports has been a point of contingency and anger for a lot of schools and academic you know, discussions over the years. Many coaches made the argument that the original games, you know, Smite, Rocket League, League of Legends, all of those were free to play. And coaches were having a hard time explaining to parents and students, you know, why did they need to pay 60 or $84 to play a game that was for free? So 
And, you know, uh, GHSA and Play Versus both made the defense that it does cost a participation fee to play in other sports, which, you know, it does. It really depends on that sport uh, how much it is. So, um, you know, more games were included soon after that that were not free to play. Uh, included Madden, NBA 2K, Mario Kart, Splatoon, and Super Smash. And so this now had schools, you know, who needed gaming consoles and live access. So PlayStation Plus or Nintendo Live. And then on top of that, you had the player fee of $84. So these fees and the need for consoles really did price out a lot of Title I or low-income schools. So therefore, the decision to make it free has really, really, really helped those small programs or low-income schools. I feel, and I know a lot of coaches are going to feel, that this is a huge step in the right direction. Um, I hope this is a continued trend under our new Play versus CEO, Mr. Chapman. I think this is going to make Play versus more competitive. Now that we're going to have an influx of students who are no longer barred from esports, because of any kind of fee. So honestly, play versus hats off to you. Hand clap, 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 clap. Great job. You guys did a great job. Now all you need is a middle school program and some esports curriculum, and uh, you're you will be good to go. So again, this free to play adaptation is fantastic for Georgia schools because a majority of Georgia schools are Title I schools working with very limited budgets. You know, I've had the experience of running a large program and a small program. And honestly, the large program was easier because of the following reasons. Uh, Number one, I had a huge student population and I got a lot of funding because of that. You know, I had 450 students show up to the first esports meeting um, and (laughs) only about 15 at the, the small school. Uh, number two, I had a board member that was specifically interested in esports and pushed for me to have the equipment and funds that I needed. Uh, number three, we had the splash tax uh, that was passed and new computers were bought for a CTA business class. And then and in the afternoon, I would go to that business class and that would be the esports lab. And number four, you know, another thing that helped is that we had a booster club and I had parents that handled fundraising for me. So my my small school experience has been much different. <laughs> um, I have had to charge players a player fee in the past and we do fundraise the rest. The community that I work in is much smaller and resources are stretched very thin between different sports already. Um, So students really have to choose and dedicate their time to esports or basketball or football or, you know, an art club or whatever. And so I have attempted to create a booster club at the smaller school. Um, However, nothing has really materialized from that. Um, I thought about creating stickers or or magnets for esports buttons to sell for fundraising And I've also thought about maybe running tournaments with cash prize and cash entry. Um, But these are just ideas. However, you know, as someone who is in a smaller program, the the free, the free changes is quite a relief. Quite a nice relief to myself and others. 
So just to recap, there's been a lot of significant changes that have occurred over the past couple of years that are going to greatly affect the high school esports ecosystem. And I personally think that a lot of these changes, especially play versus making competition free, you know, are and slash will be very beneficial to our ecosystem. But, you know, that's just my personal opinion. Uh, What do I know with my multiple years of experience? (laughs) Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Esports Report. Be sure to like, subscribe, and write a review. Uh, The goal of this podcast is to stay abreast and keep you guys informed with what is happening in the world of Georgia high school esports and beyond. So, there you go. Now, do you want to help out? There are a ton of esports programs in need of sponsors. I'm sure they would love a program donation, even though we just made the announcement that it's going to be free. You know, that would, you know, any kind of program donation would help cover, you know, jerseys, pizza parties, gaming consoles, um, live services such as like Nintendo Live or PlayStation Live or like a copy of the games that we need. So all, all of that stuff. So if you're interested, you know, and you want to do a program donation, I can help with that. Please reach out at the esports report hs at gmail.com with the subject line program donation. And I can get you in contact with a program that would be more than happy to have any kind of help. So join me next time on the esports report as we discuss the recent implosion and obviously disintegration of the professional esports space and how this may affect the collegiate and high school esports space. I want to leave you with a couple of nuggets to chew on. First, what do you think about these changes in the high school esports system? Second, what additional changes in the high school esports system do you think needs to be added to improve the overall health of the ecosystem? Thank you, and I hope you have a good night. Credits, executive producer, Ashley Hodge. Host, Ashley Hodge. Editor, Ashley Hodge.